everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 107th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off during COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 65th episode as part of my partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the great talent looking for, you know, looking for jobs in the ad industry. So for this episode, we have Yewa Aloba, who is most recently a freelance graphic designer slash art director and storyteller. So Yewa, really happy to have you here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with this last year, where you're kind of, you know, quarantining, staying now, and how you've been keeping busy the last few months. Okay, cool. So, like, um, this whole last year, I've actually been focused on, like, freelancing. Not as much um, prior to, you know, everything going on. But I got the opportunity to take classes through um, DNAD. Um, so I was able to, you know, take the time to actually learn what it's like to work with people within an agency. And we had the opportunity to like get mentorship and as well as like work on briefs provided to us by Adidas and Spotify. So that was pretty cool to be able to get some actual hands-on experience as a self-taught designer. Like there's just certain things that I wouldn't know personally. And, you know, being in that group and like being able to also like have other people that I had the chance to collaborate with. That was, that was super dope. Yeah. How was that experience? It was great. Like it definitely provided me with a lot of like um, more opportunities and like different ways to market myself. Like I never knew that like, you know, my poetry background would be super like interesting to people within the industry. But then I guess like, if you look at it from a lens of being able to tell stories and use that, you know, as a way to kind of merge like the storytelling of advertising and just being able to like personally tell stories, it all works out. So that was cool, you know, just being able to understand like what my strong suits are and like what ways I could, you know, pitch them to different agencies. And I also had the chance to like speak with different agencies and have people like within my network and like, you know, some super cool people I've met along the way. So I'm, it was a great experience and like definitely something that I would suggest to anybody if they're able to do, especially during like a time that everything so, um, seems so to yourself it was nice to be a part of something larger than just within my little room or like my house and everything yeah 100 percent. that's great and you were able to kind of learn new skill sets that like you said maybe you you wouldn't have known being a self-taught kind of designer yeah definitely like I think like there's just certain things that like you're not able to pick up on especially when as a freelancer who just kind of works by themselves like you know being able to be collaborative there's certain things that I never really thought to pay attention to um in terms of like you know how other people's work styles maybe and what their um what their personality types might be and how that might play a role in a collaborative effort uh so yeah there's just certain things that I didn't really know and also just knowing that there's um different layers to what you could provide to an agency sometimes I think like at least originally like looking at just jobs it's just be like okay graphic designer that's what I just thought of myself as um, but then you start to speak to people. It's like, oh, you are a graphic designer, but you also have like an art direction lens. Or like, oh, you can do this. And this is what creative direction is. And it's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I've been thinking about all these things, but yeah. I had no one to really like talk to about it. So that was great as well. Yeah, having that guidance is really important and being able to kind of figure out where you fit amongst the agency world is, is really important. Maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got into graphic design, how you got into advertising. Maybe some some clients you've worked on or where you've worked in the past. Yeah, so like originally, um, I kind of fell into it. Like it was just something to do, like to help some friends out, like in regards to just like making flyers, um, 
or just even making um, cover art for people. And then I'm like, okay, well, people seem to be recommending me. And now it's like, okay, like I have more people to talk to. And like, just as someone who's interested in music on their own, I just felt like, okay, this makes sense. Like as somebody who was originally doing spoken word, like the rap world kind of like mixes in and like just music in general. I had friends who started transitioning to like actually do singing or like do um, rapping. So I'm like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, you know, I could, provide something for you guys that you may not have access to, especially with 2016 and 2017 being the year of like new rappers. Like, you know, I definitely wanted to help like people in my network stand out on the platforms that they may just, you know, be throwing themselves on. So that was originally how I got into graphic design. Um, and then in regards to like places that I work with and people I've worked with, well, I mostly just worked um, within my own network, just like focusing on people who just needed like that visual branding in regards to like maybe logo or like merchandising um, and just like a few other stuff in that regard. So like just a smaller network. And I've also got the chance to work on a project with um, one of my close friends. They started off a little boutique agency and it was called C Visual Studios. Um, so through that, we were able to like garner different clients like around the world, like but smaller businesses. So just those were my options at the time. And I haven't gotten a chance to actually do any crazy big agency work at the moment, but that's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, super cool. And how have you been able to get these freelance jobs? You kind of mentioned it's been, you know, starting your community and then maybe word of mouth to just kind of spread to other opportunities. Yeah, it was definitely um like on the ground networking, like in terms of like, you know, just being at different parties and knowing like I can speak to this person. I'm talking to my friends and they're like, oh, yeah, you should definitely like check that person out. He does this and he does that. Um, like I remember like probably like a bit, maybe like a few months prior to everything going on right now. Like I went to a party and I met this dude. He's like, yeah, I'm actually opening up for Burner Boy. Like I really do need like some sort of like, um, you know, design assets. And it's funny because like you would think somebody like that maybe has everything together, but like we're all in the same boat in that sense. Like we don't really know what we're doing, but we're here doing it. So like I learned that in-person networking is definitely like one of the best options in regards to what I was doing at the time to really get some clients and like not only just get clients, but get people that you actually care to help out. So that's yeah. the way I was kind of going about it. Yeah, that's, that's true. And even when you get in an agency, it's it's all about the grind. It's all about the yeah. hustle. You got to, you know, constantly be be talking to people, be kind of setting up with that next gig, especially if, you know, you you end up being freelance. It is all about kind of doing the task at hand, but also locking up whatever that next gig and opportunity is. So, so that's really important. What would you say you're looking for in your next role? Do you want to, you know, go to a, a big or small agency or do you want to stay freelance on smaller projects? Um, That's a great question. I mean, honestly, I'm not opposed to either. Uh, you know, I think I'm still like kind of new and fresh to everything. So I'm, I'm pretty open as to what I'm interested in, in terms of work-wise. Uh, I would like someplace that's more so like, geared towards doing um just I guess stuff within my interest so if I can find somewhere that's focused on music or like focused on um just I guess more intimate storytelling with certain um like topics that would be cool um also stuff that works with like shows and just social impact projects I'll be down to do that as well um I don't have like a preference over big or small I'm just kind of focused on like what sort of projects that they're taking on and like what their focus is and like what the mission is of the agency overall or the place. It doesn't even have to be agency. Awesome. Yeah, that, that makes sense. What are some of your better qualities? Cool. So I think like, like I said, I'm cool with storytelling. Like that's something that I feel like is innate to me. Um, I don't know. Like I've always been into literature. So like just being able to take 
um, a topic and really make sure that it resonates with people, whether intentionally or unintentionally. That's something that I've always been pretty good with. Uh, and I've actually been able to transition that into graphic design as well, because I think it's all the same. It's just like a different medium. Uh, so I'm definitely good with storytelling and trying to resonate stuff with the audience that my target audience, for sure. I'm also pretty cool with like, it's funny because I'm really into like niche stuff sometimes. So like I checked out the background and you have like a beer brick over there. And I'm like, that's something that I'm really into just working with um, just things within my um my scope. I guess like I'm pretty cool with like web design for stuff like that. Like I have a project on my website that's really focused on just a toy shop, um, a designer toy shop for adults. Um, and just like, I'm also pretty cool with topography. Like that's something that I feel like if you're in the agency world, you understand the importance, but if you're not, you don't really get it, but you start to get it when somebody talks your ear off about it. Um, layout design is really big for me. Like, and I'm pretty cool with like art direction or even just creative direction in general. Like I definitely like to see what a project looks like from start to finish. And I think like, if you were to sit here and tell me like an idea you had, I would already be going off in my head, like about step seven, eight, nine and 10 of it. So those are things that I'm pretty cool with. Yeah, I love that. It's always important as you're starting to think and whether it's graphic design or art direction, as you think what the project looks like, having this kind of, you know, thought or image in the back of your head of what the final product will look like. Mm. I'll warn you now, it rarely ends up looking like that because everyone <laughs> starts chiming in and changes it. But but um, having that kind of starting point of what you want to kind of get to is, is really important and it helps ultimately, you know, creating the work. Do you, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Mm, favorite project? Uh, I did have a project um, that I worked on with Spotify in collaboration with some of like my classmates. Um, just the concept of like, well, the idea was to kind of target Gen Z with Spotify, I mean, with podcasts and how to get them to be more interested in it. So my team and I kind of came up with this concept to just, you know, instead of trying to get people to send and share with their friends like these large like podcasts how about giving them the chance to be able to cut a section that they really met like really engaged with and they really thought could be specific to either that friend or their audience and just share out that 30 seconds and that 30 seconds can be the entry point into someone actually listening to the rest of the podcast i think we have a tendency to assume that like you know we send stuff and we're like oh okay i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get to this later and we never get to it. But if you had the chance to know that, okay, I can listen to like 15 seconds of something really quick. It's like a voice note. So yeah. thought that would be cool to be able to not only like use via text message, but also something you can share on your um, your stories, your social media stories and just get people to engage with. And I think like, it's interesting that we live in like a very TikTok-y um, era right now where people find ways to just be content creators online. So like, you know, someone can take a song and then do a whole little skit to it and same way with a podcast. So we just thought like, what if we use that as a vehicle for people to actually understand what's going on with this and then let them do their own thing with it? Yeah, I love that. I mean, I should probably do that for this. I've been toying in the back of my head for like months. I just not haven't had time of starting a TikTok and doing, yes, you know, a 45 second preview of an episode and then me talk for 10 whatever seconds because I think there is a need for that kind of bite-sized content to tease you into watching these longer episodes, whether it's a podcast, branded series, you know, whatever, whatever it is, there's definitely a really smart way to use those platforms to kind of get people 
into your content as a, as a funnel. So that was really smart. What will agency be, uh, agencies be getting if they did reach out and hire you full-time? Well, you definitely get somebody who's like ready to kind of hit the ground running and do whatever they have to do in order to get the project done. Um, I still like, even if I was to work at an agency, I kind of would still, like you said, still have that hustle mindset. So I'm not really like shy to doing anything in specific. Um, I'm definitely like big on prototyping. So like people will definitely get to see like what something looks like versus just kind of vocally hearing like, oh, this is what I have in mind. Um, Cause I'm big on visuals and I think we all are. So it's like easier if you know, like what someone is actually intending you to see versus like what you may come up with in your mind, you know? Um, I'm also like, very I guess this all kind of like goes within the same room but I'm also very scrappy with my resources like I'm not like like you know I think just because of my general background like having to do everything on my own and just having to be able to tap into different roles like I'm not shy to like actually use that to my advantage I think some people like oh yeah like I'm not I'm like this role so I'm gonna stay in this box and you know out of respect if that's what's necessary I'll do that but I think there's like power in being able to tap into other sides of yourself, whether you knew you had it or not, because at the end of the day, that might be something that someone in a project needed. And you might've never known if you just kind of stayed within your own box of things. Yeah, totally. I think again, you know, I love that. And I think, yeah, this whole industry is kind of getting out of your comfort zone. So sometimes, you know, yeah, going ask, you know, going to ask for new work or ask, you know, kind of imposing yourself on a project is, is great. And then, yeah, sometimes depending on the, scenario that kind of want you to, to stay in your lane. So it sounds like more so finding an agency that's right for that kind of mindset and the hustle and the grind. And there are tons of those out there. So I think that's a, that's a great quality. What, uh, tell me about being a spoken word poet. I know you mentioned it before and it's on your portfolio too. Uh, so that was something that I was doing like for, I want to say brief, but it feels like whenever I talk about it, it doesn't seem so brief um, as much, but I had the chance, like, um, I guess like in high school, um, I had a chance to stumble upon a place called Urban Word NYC that kind of just caters towards like youth and poetry in the city and like being able to like just give people the space to express themselves. So I didn't really have any intention of doing it with the, um, with the mindset of becoming a poet. I kind of just needed to write some stuff down and I'm like, okay, well, these people are sharing everything they wrote down. Let me share mine. And that allowed me to like kind of get within their um, network of like people that they get to send out to different places. So I've gotten like the opportunity to like perform at summer stage and like do stuff at the Apollo and like work with people in um, the New Yorican Poets Cafe and just do like a lot of like, I've actually gotten a chance to set up my own shows because that was something that like I was gifted with the opportunity at the time. So like I've gotten a chance to like speak to different people and like, you know, not only just speak with different people, but also like show people like, you know, I originally thought this was something just to do for myself, but like, you know, it resonates with other people like this. Um, there's a purpose to this. So that was like initially like how I got into it. And like towards the end of everything, I was able to actually like this, I guess this was like my first introduction to the agency world, but I met some people um, from Joga 5. And I think another person worked at a, like a place called Smuggler that focused most on like films and everything. And like, they just kind of had me like over like, um, doing voiceovers for a poem a poetry film thing and like I got the chance with a few of my other friends to actually build it out into a film so like we each got our own specific film and from there like that kind of opened up a whole different set of doors so it's kind of been an interesting journey it's kind of something I don't do as much I've kind of transitioned into other things but definitely something I could tap into like whenever 
Yeah, hell yeah, that's awesome. And and doing it at the Apollo Theater is is pretty sweet. Yeah, that was crazy. That was that was really crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. What uh, what tools do you use for when you're you know designing stuff? Any certain software? Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely um very very big on like Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, I got an eye patch. I can do Procreate. Um, I haven't drawn as much as I'd like to, but that's something that like I'm messing with as well. I recently downloaded um Blender 3D just to like get into that like. Now I want to get into like animations and kind of 3D work um, and 3D modeling of like toys and stuff, like just random personal projects. Um, and I also use InDesign as well as um, Premiere Pro and After Effects. Cool. Pre, Pre-COVID, what kind of stuff did you like doing outside of work? Uh, Pre-COVID, what did I like to do? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I feel like... Um, like people that know me they'll be like oh you're always on your laptop so it's it's funny that you ask that question because I'm it sounds a bit um tragic but I don't really remember um I think like (laughs) I think one of the things I definitely did like to do was go to um different like different events going on in the city like here and there like I was definitely interested in like you know networking with people at some point like some of my friends definitely like dragged me out to do stuff like that as well um because I have like different friends who are within you know all these different creative circuits uh, i did modeling a bit that was something i also stumbled into like it wasn't really like i decided to become a model one day but i did get opportunities to just kind of do some cool stuff um with some great um people in the city and the world in general um i also like hmm, pre-covid did i stumble into this i mean i kind of started like getting into rapping a bit um because i did like poetry but i wanted to start to put like music to that and I have a bunch of like rap friends. So like, we definitely were trying to like get into that more. So that's something that I've, yeah, that's probably what I was doing pre-COVID, like trying to like really get into rapping and collaborate with more people and just work on like specific projects without the intention of like actually trying. I think everything that I do kind of becomes, I started off unintentionally and then as time went on, it's like, okay, now just you know, put some intention to it. So prior to COVID, like the rap stuff was kind of unintentional. And like, you know, when you get some, um I guess attention from it it's like okay like I could collaborate with you that would be cool and like you know I just saw that's kind of creative projects so that's that's like a few of the things that I was really like doing here and there yeah I love that all all super cool and and nothing wrong with I mean I'm on my laptop or phone way too much either you know also so nothing wrong with with doing that and, and keeping you know the hustle going so totally cool and yeah I think you know all the rap and the extracurricular stuff where you're able to use the you know the creative muscles are, are super cool too. The last question for me is if you have any dream agency, client, brand, someone you want to give a little shout out to. Dream agency or client. Uh, like, I guess I'm, I, I would say like, I have looked into the mother agency. I want to see like what that's all about over there and like Kettle. Um, I've, I've seen some people um, from Kettle get some like good work going. Uh, I'm also like, really interested in like I guess specific notable names like I'd love to like do some creative direction for like Tyler the Creator or something like people like that or like for a toy shop like if a toy shop really needed some some sort of like website to be built out and like also just like an idea of what the whole concept should look like I'd love to work on stuff like that like that'd be dope or like a skate shop or something like I'm really like as you can tell like I guess you can kind of get an idea of what my interests are but um just anything cool and like quirky, like and not of the norm, I guess. Like I'm really into so stuff like that. Like I'm I'm here. You can holla at me. I'm I'm available. 
Yeah, super cool. I love that because I love the the Tyler, the creator, and then you kind of sneak in like toy brands. <laughs> like I love that too because there's just so much opportunity to do this kind of cool shit that no one's really tapped into yet. Right. And I think, you know, just from hearing everything you're saying, finding that, finding the potential that hasn't been tapped yet in certain brands or niche industries is, is super cool. And, and I think something really exciting. Right. And that, that's really it for me. You know, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, you can definitely check out my website. Um, I have everything up there. It's hi, yay, my name. And that's pretty much it. As well as my email, same thing, hi, yay, at gmail.com. Um, also I'm available on LinkedIn. I'm not, I'm not too hard to find. Yewa, probably one of not many. So <laughs> you know, won't have a hard time finding me there. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for making yourself available. And that's a wrap for the 107th episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email at M-A-L-O-W-930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. And you can now check out these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.